Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Three Roll Estate Craft Rum Distillery, crafting premium rum from their own Louisiana sugarcane. Three Roll is cane to glass. From Tula Tacos and Amigos in downtown Lafayette, we're out to lunch with Christian Mada, publisher and editor of The Current. It's business, Acadiana style. Welcome to Out to Lunch. I'm Christian Mader. When you look good, you feel good. And more and more men are catching on to that concept. In 2022, the men's personal care industry was projected to hit $166 billion, according to market analysts. That's billion with a B. Combine that with growing consumer interests about what goes in the stuff you put on your face or in your beard, and it's a prime opportunity for entrepreneurship. And my guest, Mac Royce Williams, is what you might call a serial entrepreneur. Most of the time, you can find Mac cutting fades at Dewas Nest Barber, Shop, Barber and Beauty Shop here in Lafayette. And while you're there, you can pick up a tincture of Stinger Drops Beard Oil, an all-natural line of beard oil drops. So wholesome. You can eat them. Mac also runs TJ and Sky Enterprises, which includes a used car dealership. He was born and raised in St. Martinville and is a 2021 graduate of the Accelerate Northside Entrepreneurship Program. Mac Royce Williams, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and so the secret to Stinger Drops quality is the ingredients which Mac sources right in his own backyard. Leah Williams, Mac's wife and business partner, runs Joelle's Magic Herbs and Plants. Leah grew up gardening and decided to turn her hobby into a business during the pandemic. And the garden produces flowers, succulents, and of course, vegetables and herbs. It's set up as an education center too. Groups can walk the gardens and pick produce while getting to know the process from seed to plant to table, as Leah likes to say. She is also a teacher and has spent 19 years in special education and also is a 2021 graduate of Accelerate Northside and has a certificate in sustainable urban agriculture. Leah Williams, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you. Thank you. So, Mac, your specialty, as I understand it, is a product called Man Units, which are kind of a special lace weave that men wear if they're losing their hair. And I saw a video of the transformation process, and I was actually pretty impressed with, like, how natural it looks. And so the first thing I thought, though, was, like, you know, do, do men, are they coming around to the idea that, like, they're comfortable being like, yeah, I'm losing my hair, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get this thing done. I think sometimes people might think of, like, toupees or something like that, but this is obviously a very different kind of approach. So, like... Are people just getting more comfortable with that? Yes, people are getting more comfortable with it. Uh, being now with social media, how the world is, yeah. uh, seeing it everywhere, pretty much everyone is doing it everywhere yeah. now. And men are feeling a lot more comfortable with it. Uh, as we know, women do it every day, so yeah. men do it now as well. Yeah. I mean, what made, so you were kind of one of the first people, it seems, to bring this to town. I mean, how did you identify that this, like, I'm just sort of thinking, like, why wasn't it already happening here, right? I mean, especially with social media, right? Everybody can kind of go on Instagram and see, like, hey, this is kind of a cool technique. I can bring it. Well, uh, you have to take a class for it. Uh, the class is pretty expensive. Um, wow. And there's a guy that offers it. Um, he's a master barber of ours. Uh, we know him personally yeah. uh, in Shreveport. Oh, wow. Uh, goes by the name of Boss Man. Okay. Uh, and he introduced us to the class, and we took his class, uh, me and another barber of mine. Yeah. Uh, and I did the first unit that I did on him. <laughs> so it came out awesome, and it took off from there. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's got to be a good vote of approval if a guy that's <laughs> teaching you, you, like, you have to do it. But that's also got to make you kind of nervous, right? I mean, like, if you, she's like, all right, you do it. I mean, I've always wondered that about cutting hair, right? I mean, I've had the attitude over the years of, like, well, it's just hair. But some people, it's real, it's real important. I mean, do you find that you go into your job with, with, with a level of fear about like, hey, this is kind of important to people. And then they might 
be a little concerned if their haircut is wrong. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Men, we love our hair. Um, I know for me, I have pretty long hair, and yep. I love to take care of mine. So I treat mine just like I would treat anyone else's. Uh, and the best feeling in the world is when somebody walks out your chair and they're feeling like a new person. Mm -hmm. It feels good every day. I do it every day, so I know. Yeah, yeah. Yes, no, indeed. It's a great feeling getting a good, a good fresh haircut. <laughs> Leah, you, you have a... So I, certification in sustainable urban agriculture and something thought to myself like, like what really is the distinction between urban and like regular out of because isn't it still like you know sun water seeds i mean I, I, i'm being a little glib here but i mean you know like just kind of help me understand like what's significant about doing this as urban agriculture as opposed to what most people think right um having a garden in your backyard yeah. having animals in your backyard to help with the gardening process is basically what they're trying to uh, promote mm -hmm. for more people to do instead of lawns grow gardens yeah. um so i took the class through southern university and i was taught how to use animals to clear the land mm -hmm. and to be able to grow basically anything with no, uh, natural resources hmm. without having to use a tiller or just use goats or use chickens and they'll clear the land for you before you actually have to plant anything. So there was a lot of components to the class that we had to sit down and listen to and take notes and I learned how to distinguish between the different types of chickens which <laughs> I, I didn't understand it at first because I raised chickens with my parents my whole life and I just remembered they would buy chickens and yeah. little chicks and we would pick the eggs but there was a difference between the chickens that you eat and then the chickens that you use just to have mm -hmm. so we learned a lot in the class and it also helped me understand uh, the difference between soils and how to propagate correctly and how to dry herbs and to just make sure everything is healthy yeah. so it was a very good learning experience and brought me to where I'm at right now so, so you have goats in your backyard? No, now? I don't have goats. <laughs> <laughs> I did grow up raising different types yeah. of chickens and uh, we, I had a pet goose at yeah. one time, ducks, so it's always been <laughs> in my in my life. Yeah. It's just when I moved to Lafayette, I decided I wanted a garden. Yeah. So that's where it started when I moved out here. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I'm starting to see like, even in my neighborhood, right? I mean, I, I, I know one of my neighbors has a goat. You know, I mean, I think it's more of a pet goat. Um, and, and, of course, it's more and more common for people to have chickens in their backyard, right. right? I mean, but it strikes me, of course, like, I feel like generations ago, that was the norm. the norm. Like, we actually just sort of walked away from that. I mean, it sounds like maybe you grew up in a household right. where that was pretty common. It is pretty common. My parents still have chickens in their yard and yeah. a garden and everything, and they don't peacock. Yeah, they have a peacock and <laughs> quails. We I mean there was all different types of animals in the yard all the time. So it was normal to me where we also grew up raising hogs. So everything is normal. Mm -hmm. And when I got away from it, it, it didn't feel I, I felt like I left the culture behind. So mm. now getting back into gardening, I'm starting to feel like we're, I'm going back to what what I used to do when mm. I was younger. Mm -hmm. And even though I live in city of Lafayette is not that you can't do the same things that you would do in the country. Mm -hmm. So I just converted my backyard into a garden. Mac, did you grow up with plants and animals in your backyard? <laughs> On my dad's side of the family, yeah. uh, come from a plantation, uh, St. John. Okay. And believe it or not, there was everything there. Chickens, hogs, everything. We grew up with everything. Yeah. Uh, 
I grew up going inside, getting to help them kill the hog for, for us to have boucherie and everything. So yeah. on that side, yes, I grew up with everything. So, so you were, you were like, when, when Leah's like, hey, I want to, you know, want to make sure we get some chickens in the backyard. It's like, what, one weird for you, I'm sure. Not at all. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you know, you, you've got a product of your own here, right, with the, the, the beard oil. And, I mean, I guess I'm curious to know, like, it makes sense to me that you would think, all right, people would have an interest in taking care of themselves and conditioning their beard, making it more attractive. But to commit to sort of saying, like, but I'm going to use a bunch of natural products I can find around the house, like, where did that come from for you? Like, we're saying, like, you know, I'm going to, whatever you're putting in, right, I mean, from, from, from Leah's garden or whatever, I mean, how do you even learn what works on hair? Research. Yeah. A lot of research. Just started, honestly, at least five years ago, I've been working on this, uh, just researching the different types of oils. Um, I took a business course um, yep. a couple of years ago. Um gave me a lot of knowledge um the guy he was a uh, p diddy's barber okay uh, we took his class and he gave us a whole bunch of information uh to research and research and a lot of late nights staying up <laughs> studying i'm talking mixing like i'm in a lab in in my room yeah. you know it, it was a lot but I took the time out to do it. I yeah. wanted to do it yeah something i wanted to create for myself uh and for other people to have yeah so yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, it sounds like there's a real community, right, around, like, sort of the profession, like, where you're talking about, like, this is the second time you've mentioned, you know, I w went to somebody who was an expert in this, and we kind oh, of yes. learned it. I mean, like, is, is that a big part of, like, the barber profession? Yes, like, it really is. Getting um, to know each other like that. It's not competitive? No, it's really not. There's enough for everyone, believe it or not. Yeah. We can't cut everybody's hair. <laughs> if, if we could, we wouldn't go home, yeah. you know? And, uh... <laughs> The guy that I work in the shop with, uh, Mandel White, he's the owner of the shop, or the Wasp Nest. Yeah. And me and him are like brothers, you yeah, know. And yeah. it's not like a competition, but we better each other. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to see each other grow. We want to keep on going. Uh, new innovative things, uh, new technology. Like if you walk inside the barbershop now and you see all the different clippers that we have, mm -hmm. you know, you'll be like, wow, this is really crazy. And... The price of clippers now, you know, when people, when we tell people how much we spend on just one clipper, they'd be like, oh, no, this can't be. <laughs> but that's the way we keep on growing. Mm -hmm. um, you have to adapt uh, to new things, better things. Um, a lot of people like to stay in the old days, but we can't. Uh, the world is evolving, and we, we got to keep on going. Yeah. Um, the new clients that we have are the young kids. You know, they come out with different hairstyles every week. So we adapt to them as well. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Leah, I mean, you, you have a background in education, right? You've been a teacher for a long time. And I, and I know part of the idea behind, you know, Joelle's is to, to kind of treat it as a way for people to kind of grow with that. I mean, so how, are you doing outreach to schools? I mean, how are you trying to get that started? Um, right now, I'll, I'm, I work at Youngsville Middle, and I'm trying to find sponsors to start a school garden. Okay. Um, there's a lot of logistics to it. We have to get a lot of different types of permission to be able to do it. So I'm just looking at trying to do a, a container garden there mm -hmm. and trying to bring it to the community of Youngsville. Yep and try to get the children involved in wanting to grow their own food because we're looking at inflation and the prices of food and basically medicine also, just trying to teach them that there's things that grow in the yard that can actually help to cure 
the common cold. Mm. You don't necessarily have to go to CVS and spend a lot of money to buy something when you can go in your yard and find something to help cure yourself. Mm -hmm. But that is missing in the school system. We mm. don't necessarily teach that to the children unless it's extra. Mm. So I'm trying to bring that aspect into the schools and try to get more people on board with, with just trying to get our youth back mm. into not necessarily farming, but learning how to be self-sustainable. Mm. So I'm talking to my principal yeah, about sure. it and yeah. trying to get her on board. And we're coming back from some crazy times right now with, sure. with COVID and it's kind of hard, but hopefully next school year, we'll be able to put it in action because the thing is sponsors, sponsors all the time. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we're just trying to find some local sponsors that want to come in and help us build a community garden at the school. Yeah. So, so speaking of inflation, right, I mean, you guys, so TJ and Sky Enterprises, your, your, your kind of umbrella company, also uses has a used car dealership. And I imagine, I mean, you hear inflation right now, like used car prices are oh, yes. insane. I mean, what's that doing for your business? Um, prices are higher, but people are still buying. Yeah. Uh, we need cars. Everyone needs a vehicle to get around. Mm -hmm. um, and the used car dealership that I'm in, uh, I usually buy low and sell for a reasonable price for people. Mm -hmm. um, we don't want to hold anyone back. I remember me being a kid, wanting a vehicle and being like, man, I got to save up all kind of money to buy a vehicle. Well, now I give that option to people, you know, for a reasonable price, help them out. Yeah. Um, it's not always about the money. If we get into things for the money, sometimes we lose ourselves. Hmm. Hey, you know, I've always been sort of curious about how you just even go and find the car to sell. I mean, I know this seems like kind of a really basic question and maybe that's a, a dealer <laughs> secret but I mean like you know I, I read that you know you might go into Houston right to find the research. right vehicle like, you're doing a lot of research yes, but to like research. to sell what uh, you have to go to the auctions sometime you know yeah. you, um, you can you're allowed to go in there uh, test drive the vehicle make yeah. sure uh, AC works and all that yeah. you know and it's pretty much your general knowledge of a vehicle, whether yeah. the vehicle sounds right mm -hmm. uh, bad all leak or something like that you know yeah. and sometimes even the most major thing can be fixed. Yeah. So it's all about um, your judgment and your mechanics as well. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Christian Mader. I'm talking with Mac Royce and Leah Williams of TJ and Sky Enterprises. And you guys are, you know, also working in trying to, to put some you know, housing together. I mean, like yes, rent. I mean, and you're talking about, you know, trying to, to give people a fair shake, right? And I can hear in my head, you know, a business person saying like, but the prices are up. You should be making more money. I mean, like, how do you, what do you say to that? I mean, it sounds like really interesting that you guys are so committed to sort of like our business model is applying a fair price, right? I mean, why is that so important to you all? It's not always about the money. Yeah. Um, I can overcharge and not necessarily have a, ha a happy customer. Yeah. Um, it's all about sometimes the experience and just seeing people's reaction and making sure that they're okay, yeah. that they have what they need to be able to move forward. Um, I could make, we could make $10,000, but then at the same time, that customer, what does it do to them? Yeah. Um, how do they move forward? How much did it set them back? Because we, we weren't always where we are. We started off somewhere and had to build our way up. And without people being fair mm -hmm. or being equal, we wouldn't be able to get there either. So it's all about if I do my best to make my customer happy, mm -hmm. and even if I have to take a loss, well, that person is going to tell somebody else and then tell somebody else, and then they're going to come around. So it's not always necessarily about fast money because that's not always the end game. Sure. 
you want to make sure everybody has what they need to be able to make it. Yeah. So. It, it, the other thing that occurs to me is like you got all these different types of businesses. It's like I want a thing to, to, to have a bunch of different businesses maybe in the same <laughs> sector, right? But I mean, you've got, you know, cars and barbershops and agriculture. I mean, how do you guys keep all that straight? I mean, but just like, like and I mean, like, uh, you know, doing all the work, it seems like a lot to, to manage. Help, routine. Yeah. Yes, yes. It seems like a lot, but it's really not. No. Uh, we pretty much get on a routine with one another. Yeah. Uh, it's not a day that goes by that we not in sync with one another you know yep. um sometimes i may have a slow day at work so i'll text her you need anything done in the garden today you know you need me to repot pot anything yeah yeah get the strawberries repot the strawberries you know or even if i'm at work and you know she's off one day mm -hmm. you need anything with the cars you need me to print anything you know yeah. so we stay on top of one another helping each other out and we committed into it 100 100 you mm -hmm. know um because if we're not then something will be lacking. Mm -hmm. So we have to stay on top of it, and we push each other. Yeah. You know, so you guys are the second group of guests I've had recently that, that have gone through Accelerate Northside, and so I'm just sort of curious to hear from you all, like, how that program helped you. I mean, I mean, it sounds like you guys had some background in business already, right? You were already kind of doing work, and so you're coming into that and, you know, doing some things. Well, what, what was that program like? It was awesome. I really enjoyed it because there were things that I didn't know. There's certain things that research you, you just can't find until you hear it from somebody that went through it already. So mm -hmm. we got to meet a lot of different people that already have businesses in the fields we're in or not. Mm -hmm. And just the information on how they went forth and did certain things and that there is money out there to help you start a business. You don't have to use all your own resources outsource mm -hmm. just all the information they gave us and mm -hmm. have knowing that they're there whenever you're ready to get help helps a lot mm -hmm. i mean knowing that uh i can go over there and just knock and say hey i need help i, I don't know what to do which right. i'll be going there soon <laughs> <laughs> and just it gave me confidence mm -hmm. to step out and really go forward because i've been i've been doing this for a long time yep. and just didn't have the, the, the thought process of how to go about getting it all set up, mm -hmm. getting, getting the name out there, getting the word out there. And there are still things that I struggle with that I go back to my notes and I'm like, okay, this is how I need to do this. So it gave us the information and just the push mm -hmm. to go forward and say, go to the, go and ask, can I put my product in your store? Can I, can I do this? Uh, how do I get an LLC or how do I get my name out there? So that class, I mean, you met so many different people mm -hmm. and just to see them uh, go through the same struggles and have the same problems gave me also the confidence to say, okay, it's time. Mm -hmm. You have to put, put 100%. Yeah. It was perfect. Mac? For me, it started out as her going the first week. Uh, and she bought me in. She, uh, you need to come to this class. You need to come to this class. Okay. Uh, I sacrifice Saturdays, Saturdays busy which day. are pretty busy <laughs> days, you know, mm -hmm. but I thought about it. Uh, sacrifice this for the long run. And I learned a lot. Honestly, every class taught me something. Um, I applied everything that I learned from there into everyday business now. Mm -hmm. And 
I see the progress. I see where it's going. Um, it recently led us to open up another business, uh, a trucking business, uh, Purple Night Trucking, uh, wow. which okay. uh, me and uh, my dad will be uh, driving a truck that uh, we just uh, purchased. Wow. So um, the different avenues that it led me to uh, yeah. and the people there. Yeah. Everyone. I'm talking about from the instructors uh, to the guests to even the classmates. Everyone was helpful. Um, everybody knows somebody. Um, you can go to pretty much the person sitting on the side of you. Um, what you think about this? Uh, oh, well, I know such and such for this, you know, or I know such and such for this. And it's networking as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was pretty much a lot of it as well. I'm curious. So how did that sort of maybe change your approach with say the beard oil i mean like you know were you did you move into a new market after that i mean how i mean lay back up and just say like if i want to get this where do i get it uh well we talked in there and there were points where they were like go to someone else uh it's okay to uh ask someone for help yeah um link with someone you know uh you don't have to do everything by yourself. Um, and now I recently uh, put it inside of Iman's Beauty Supply, okay. which is located off the throughway by the old Walmart. Mm -hmm. And he went there, I went there and he opened, welcomed me with open arms to put my beard all inside his uh, store. So it was pretty exciting uh, to be inside of a storefront um, after making it inside my own home, but people really love it. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm curious, Leah, I mean, like, if, if I want to, one of the, it sounds like one of the things I can do with your garden, right, is to kind of go and experience it and pick it. I mean, mm -hmm. talk to me a little bit how that works. I mean, if somebody wants to come and, you know, pick some herbs, I mean, what's the pricing schedule? How does that all work? That I'm still working on okay. at the moment because uh, I do still teach. Yeah. <laughs> that part is still going on. So I'm working on getting it for where it's a meditation type space also mm -hmm. where you can come and just sit there and enjoy being there. So there's different components that I'm still putting together to be able to get people to be able to experience the, the wonders of an herb garden or a vegetable garden and being able to see the produce and pick it stri strictly from the plants themselves. So that's something that I'm going to have to look for guidance from uh, Accelerating Earth Task Force sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. and how I'm going to be able to navigate it within our community where I live. But the herbs, I'm currently drying herbs and I'm going to offer all the herbs that I have for sale. Um, and I have to go to them for guidance for that too. Sure. So it's still a work in progress for me, but I do have customers that reach out, uh, can you start this for me? I currently have some beans that I started for someone. I have the succulent, this was a special order for uh, a customer and so was this. So uh, everything that I do, I have a lot of friends that, oh, I want this and I want, so I'll start something for them and I dry the herbs for my daughter. So I'm working on building the platform to put everything on the market and word of mouth helps also. So I'm building up and I've, I started making products after he started making products. So everything kind of tied in together uh, to go a certain direction. So I'm still working on how to market and how to get everything out there to be able to, for people to know what I actually have to offer. So you, you just mentioned another business that you're starting, uh, <laughs> so, but what I'm curious is like, how do you identify, you know, like you go from, you know, I was, I was a barber, right? I want to get into used cars. I want to make beard oil. I mean, how are you deciding what that next venture is going to be? 
supply and demand. Supply and demand, really. <laughs> yeah. And I called my dad one day, you know, and he was at work. He was like, man, I'm ready to start my own. I'm ready to get my own truck. And I was like, well, let's do it. You know, and okay, he was yeah, like, well, I'm looking at a truck right now. You know, the guy wants uh, such and such for it. I was like, well, that's lowball, you know. Yeah. All he can do is say yes or no. Sure. And he was like, well, I'll take this amount. And my dad, he was pretty shocked. You know, I was like, well, let's go for it, you know. And we was able to get the truck uh, for a very cheap price. Uh, yep. So we started with that. Uh, it kind of started with his idea. Yeah. And I was able to have the funds to back him. Yep. And we're taking off from there. We was able to do the LLC, get that taken care of. Um, right now, he is currently in the process of uh, getting his CDL so he can start driving. Yeah. And we're taking off from there. And I'm looking to get some more trucks. And also, it opened up an avenue for Miss Williams as well. Uh, she became a... She's currently taking classes uh, to become a broker or freight agent. Okay. So it doesn't stop. Wow. So, so what, are you, what are you guys going to ship? Whatever the demand is. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so you were Whatever like, they need. We're going to get the vehicle and then we'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Whatever so, they need. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so, so Leah, you mentioned earlier that you've, already, you've also started making products. I mean, I, is that something different than what you're growing? I mean, are you... you... I use what I grow uh, in the products. I made a um, peppermint pain lotion, okay. and I also made a, a salve oil for eczema yeah. um, using CBD products. Okay. So um, we're also looking into venture and growing uh, CBD yeah. as soon as I can get, we're, grow, we're actually building a greenhouse. So, yeah. <laughs> so once the greenhouse is complete, we'll be able to get the licenses and everything we need to grow CBD so that way we can infuse the products with that. Wow. So that's another avenue that goes along with the herbs to be able to just have everything one stop. Yeah. I mean, I want to be the neighborhood herb lady. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Mac, you've got a bunch of different flavors here, right? Yes, sir. And I mean, like, so I've got um, that ragu, which is amazing. <laughs> um, I mean, you got some great names, strawberry cocktail. <laughs> With, with a K, um, and we have uh, well, that's that regu too. I mean, I, what what so so what, what am I getting at? I mean, these are great names. We got watermelon land. I mean, so and so I, I, Mr. Ice Cream, <laughs> Mr. Ice Cream Man. I mean, so so like what? Walk me through what each thing does. And I mean, I guess what I'm curious about is like if you know you got watermelon man land, right? So I'm assuming there's like a watermelon extract something like that in it. Yes, sir. What does watermelon do for a person's beard? I guess is my question. I'm thinking of it as like, it's a great fruit to eat when it's hot outside. But what does it do for my beard? And admittedly, I don't have much of a beard. This is like, this is literally see, years I of growth. I put some in this morning. This yep. is a strawberry cocktail that I put in. Uh, shine, uh, detangler, all natural uh, vitamins, uh, enhances your growth as yeah. well. Yeah. So uh, and pretty much you can eat it once you once you put it on. Uh, do it you do that? Good. I mean, like, do you ever like sprinkle it on something that you want to eat? I mean, like, <laughs> sometimes you know the hairs get real long in my beard, and I'll just start biting on it. You know, so I gotta watch myself. With it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and Leah, you're making stuff that you know, like you said like a pain salve, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, there's obviously like a long tradition in, in Louisiana for people making stuff that that, that helps you feel <laughs> good, but I mean, like CBD is a different kind of thing. I mean, like. I, one of the question I, I think I've never really gotten resolved is like, where do you actually learn to make 
like a salve that way. I did a lot of research. Is it all just on the internet, or you know, are you going to classes actually, too? It is actually all on the internet. There yeah. is classes. Yeah. Um, there's books. I, I read a lot of books. Uh, <laughs> old books actually that yeah. teach you from the library how to make different types of cells and it's all natural yeah. a lot of the things that I use um, sometimes you don't have to extract anything you just mix it all together heat it in a pot and that's it and it's you can use it so uh, I researched how yeah. to make things for pain my, my parents use it um, eczema my daughters had eczema so that was something that I was very interested in yeah. and I found a, a salve, a recipe for a salve, and I changed it around to the things that we had and yeah. we were able to use. And I gave it to a couple of people and let them try it, and it actually helped with the eczema. And one person, it went away completely. So it's just something that I've been sitting on that yeah. I, I, I hadn't really uh, promoted, but I make it all the time. Yeah. So something new. So thank you guys. Both for uh, both so much for being on the show today. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Yeah, my guests on Out to Lunch have been Mac Royce Williams and Leah Williams of TJ and Sky Enterprises. We edited this conversation to fit into our time slot here on KRVS, and you can hear our unedited conversation and find out more about Mac and Leah by listening to the Out to Lunch Acadiana podcast. You can find and subscribe to the podcast on your podcast app and on our website, itsacadiana.com. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on itsacadiana.com and on our social media. These photos were taken by Aster Morgan, and you can find Aster's photos at astermorgan.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Today's show is engineered by Kieran McIntosh. Our associate producer, producer is Molly Richard. Our researcher is Leah Erdialis. I'm Christian Mader. I'm the editor of The Current, Lafayette's nonprofit news outlet. For more stories deeper than the headlines, head over to thecurrentla.com and sign up our newsletter. I'll see you here again next time for more business and conversation on Out to Lunch Acadiana. Bye-bye. Out to Lunch Acadiana is recorded live over lunch at Tula Tacos and Amigos. Tula Tacos and Amigos offers street-style tacos, margaritas, and an open-air courtyard on Jefferson Street in the heart of downtown Lafayette. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com.